the Koi Gig part on Off The Ball. It wasn't a foul, absolutely not. But no, I'm glad to see the goalkeepers getting the benefit of the doubt. They <laughs> always get the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Gaelic football on Off The Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Now, Neil, first things first, we witnessed the Division 3 and Division 4 final. It's a Baltic Crow Park. It had a big, a big event and a big um, saying of both games as well, particularly that second game, I thought. Uh, yeah, uh, Baltic is definitely the, the word for it. Uh, second game, yeah, very slow to get going. I think maybe uh, some familiarity between the teams after playing last week may have fed into that. Uh, definitely the first 20 minutes, uh, the entire first half uh, were kind of lethargic for both teams. But, you know, second half, uh, Cavan showed that probably extra bit of quality that they did have. Um, just, you know, a better uh, spread of scorers across the field. Raymond Galligan, very strong on the set pieces. I thought uh, Patrick Lynch, just a little bit of incisiveness up front. He was able to able to get a, a few uh, break a few lines, which was very important for them. Uh, James Smith in the middle of the field kicked a massive score at an important time for Cavan and allowed them to kick on there. Um, so yeah, Cavan probably just a better spread of footballers, and it was an important win for Cavan because I think. They had won their first five games in the league, which effectively secured them promotion. Um, but uh, since that, then they had you know disappointing performance against Antrim, disappointing defeat last week against Romana, and you know the first half they would have been disappointed with as well. So if they were to go into Ulster Championship in three weeks' time, off the back of, of yet another disappointing performance, it would have been hard to, to get that momentum going again. So uh, much needed to win for Cavan. And, Probably also, you know, scratches the itch they had last year's Celtic Cup final. They, it was a game that which they probably had won. They allowed Westmead back into it. So, you know, to come back up here today, get silverware, um, obviously won the Division 4 final here this time last year, won a Division 3 final uh, now. So, you know, they'll be looking forward to that Ulster Championship uh, with, with a lot of hope, I think, and, and probably a bit of expectation as well. You know, they, they won't fear the winners of Antrim and Armagh and then you know you're looking at Downer Donegal uh, on that side of the draw as well so you know possibly Colm O'Rourke could be a worried man in Mead because they're probably the team that's set to lose out if if a Division 3 team could get to a provincial final. We'll talk a bit more about Cavan and that Fermanagh game firstly but I think we've got to have let you have your moment here. Great day for Sligo getting some trophy here in GEHQ. Sligo football you know it's a lot of underage um, success you look at the under 20s you look at Hogan Cup uh, finals and whatnot, and that just topped things off nicely. A, a great victory for Sligo today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, an important victory for Sligo. Obviously, I think, you know, last week um, you could probably say it was a more important game where we went down to, to Carrigan Shannon to face uh, Leitrim, a winner-takes-all clash for promotion. So, you know, that was a very important win for Sligo football to go down there. Regardless of what happened today, uh, the lads and, and the county were assured of Division 3 football next year, uh, w- which was brilliant. But yeah, um, you know, I know from even talking to some of the lads, they would have targeted going up going up as champions. You know, you would have heard Niall, uh, Murphy mention it uh, in his interview after the game. And, uh, you know, I think even for the next generation of Sligo footballers, even for, you know, those six, seven, eight, nine, ten year olds in Sligo, uh, t- for Sligo to get the visibility of uh, you know coming up to Crow Park, uh, 
game live on TV uh, and, you know, winning silverware on, on the biggest stage is, is very important. And, you know, you'd hope that doing that today will even inspire some of those kids to, to, to you know, to stay, stay involved in Gaelic football and, you know, push on and maybe in 10, 15 years time, they'll, they'll be the ones that will be out on the pitch and maybe, uh, you know, I'll say with a Sligo hat on, it'll be uh, maybe, maybe Division 2, why not maybe even Division 1 titles that we could be aiming to win. Talk about success now, but you wind way back to the first half. It was Fermanagh that came out of the blocks, I thought, the better. And uh, maybe aside from that goal just before half time, which was a key score, but Wicklow, if they're looking positive, they played some beautiful football in the opening maybe 30 minutes or so. Absolutely, yeah. To be honest, I was very impressed with Wicklow in that first half. You know, they were a team maybe early on in the league. I wouldn't have said they were a team that could have even loved to get in promotion, um, but definitely uh, Ushin McConnell has had an impact since he came in there. You know, probably you, coming into a county, you know, fresh, it's very difficult to have an impact within two or three months. But I think Ushin McConnell, you can definitely see that he's he's used his time wisely. They're a team with a lot more shape about them that they, than they had earlier on in the league. They picked up impressive results in that league, you know, to, to beat Leash and to beat beat Leitrim and uh, yeah you, you know the fruits of that uh, were on show uh, early on in that first half today they had a lot of structure about their play Kevin Quinn inside you know he was very very dangerous Ligo struggled to handle him Dara Fitzgerald I thought started very brightly for Wicklow uh, picked up a little bit of a knock and he, he probably struggled after that he, he maybe wasn't able to show the pace that he had shown earlier on in the game Wicklow maybe struggled and uh, didn't have that dual threat inside then Sligo were maybe able to double up a little better on Kevin Quinn but I think you know the halftime break uh, you know really suited Sligo where Sligo had struggled on their own kickouts in the first half struggled for that primary possession and when they had got the ball they were a little bit tentative with it I think got to halftime and you know Sligo definitely reorganised a little bit on their own kickout but I think the big change is they moved into the second half Sligo started to get some runners ahead of the ball Guys that got on the ball were more willing to take a man on. They just became just a little less less tentative, a little less tentative in defence and attack. And then I think that fed on to Wicklow maybe struggling to live with uh, that little bit of pace and athleticism that Sligo had. You know, it was noticeable that you know Wicklow had a few players go down with cramp as the second half wore on. Um, you know, maybe didn't have the same options off the bench, um, and you know. I think it was really that little bit of aggression from Sligo in, uh, yeah, as I say, uh, in in defence in terms of getting hands on and uh, you know an attack and play, getting some of that half back line ahead of the ball. Luke Towie, Brian Pops, you know, uh, made some excellent runs, not even getting on the ball at times, but just stretching the defence. It allowed Sligo to uh, to uh, you know uh, score a bit more freely. I think it has to be said, Alan Riley coming on off the bench had a big impact. I can, I can definitely remember four kick passes inside, and you know they were defence spinning kick passes. They were they were taking a man out, crossfield balls. You know he was really excellent and made an impact when he came on. It's a big second half getting that trophy. Tony mentioned the importance of that as well because the way the kind of championship is kind of the way the draws worked out. You have the big hitters on one side. There's a real tangible opportunity here now for. Sligo or Leitrim to play Sam Maguire football and play some big games over the course of the year. 
Yeah, the kind of championship, the draw has been interesting. Uh, obviously, the big hitters on one side, and then on the other side of that, you have uh, my old goal and Roscommon then as well. So uh, they'll, they'll be fearing who comes through from the, from the big hitters. Um, no, listen, kind of championship, it's an excellent opportunity uh, for one of the Division Four counties or New York to get to the kind of final. You know, I think we have to be realistic about it. Um, New York and London uh, will also be fancying their chances of getting to a kind of final. Um, I know from talking to some guys in New York, um, you know, they they they'll be licking their lips at the prospect of Leitrim going over there next year. And the reality is, when it's a Leitrim or a Sligo going over to New York, they do seem to double down on their efforts and, and see see it as a, as a chance to take a scalp. So. You know, I wouldn't like to be. Uh, I wouldn't like to be on the Leitrim plane heading out to New York uh, on Thursday, or you know, even on the on the Sligo plane heading out to London on Friday. It's they're real, real banana skins, and you know, I think both London and New York will probably use the last few weeks to concentrate on championship games. They won't have been distracted by by league uh, uh, league games like, like both Sligo and Leitrim were. So you know, it really puts the pressure on on the Sligo and the Leitrim players to go over there put in big performances and you know it has to be from from the from the first five to ten minutes I know myself we got caught over there in London in 2013 and it was because we you know we allowed London to get a foothold in the game so um, similarly I think in 2018 uh, you know Leitrim had a big scare out in New York so um, you know they're uh, they're going to be huge games for, for Sligo and uh, Leitrim next weekend going to be very interesting to see who, who comes out you know ne- next Sunday evening uh, are we going to be looking at uh, prospect of a Sligo and Legion rematch or are we going to be looking at uh, maybe a New York versus London occasion <laughs> you know where, where do you play that game and what, what does that say for the Connacht Championship so beautiful touches in Murphy's in his acceptance speech you know attributing and in tribute almost to Red Oak Murphy that was just a, a scene that is just even Crop Park wasn't full but everyone just kind of you know, had hairs in the back of the necks almost, and then it was just a beautiful tribute. I thought, yeah, definitely. You know, it, it, it's hard to believe it. it's it's a year year to the day, and I think everybody in in Sligo football can remember where they were when, when that news started to filter through, and uh, you know the impact that it had on on everybody in Sligo football, and you know our thoughts are with. Red Oak's family today, with Red Oak's friends, with, with his club Curry, and you know uh, we all understand the incredibly tough time that they went through. You know, obviously club made involved today, and a lot of close friends involved today. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, just uh, yeah, quite quite poignant that it happened. But you know, our, our thoughts are with them all, and you know it's it's been incredibly inspiring to see the work. Uh, that the Murphy family have put in to, to help others in similar situations and prevent similar situations over the last year. So, you know, all credit to them and, and our thoughts uh, are, are with them on a day like today. Absolutely. And then we look at the victory you touched on the start with Kevin, second half, putting the elbow down, getting the squeeze on. Probably helped as well the fact that they have that three-week gap so they can, while they did have that maybe foot off the gas in the league and, you know, Mikey referenced that maybe they were self-enforced they had injuries at mind players but you could definitely tell they probably had a bit more in the tank in the second half there yeah they, they definitely um, yeah when they needed to open the legs in the second half they definitely they, they were able to do it they probably had a few more options off the bench which facilitated that as well but you know I think a few guys stood up big time for them I think you know Alton Kelm uh, you know has been outstanding for, for Mana 
during the league with Porrick Faulkner had a great battle with him today you know he was probably to and fro in the first half second half Porrick Faulkner uh, probably came out on top of that and you know even as well as winning that defensive battle he was able to drive forward you know he even got forward for a goal chance himself and you know probably his performance in the second half reflected Cavan overall he just showed a little bit of defiance um, and you know that little bit of extra quality uh, uh, which was able to get Cavan over the line So good victories then for Sligo and Cavan they both march on and I think the next most important thing for you is, is to try and warm up it's, it's, it's a, it was a tough second half in particular out there yeah, yeah, I think everybody in Crow Park is uh, probably uh, yeah a, l- a little bit shocked at the cold, but uh, yeah, that, that's that's the beauty of this condensed season. I suppose we're looking at uh, earlier league finals, earlier earlier championship games, so it's probably going to be a strange uh, experience for everybody next game with the championship kicking off and a few extra layers needed. Absolutely, well, safe home and uh, thanks again, Neil. Thanks very much, John. Pleasure. Yeah, look, at, we knew we knew that we had the up to ante. I thought, as I said, I thought the game was played at a snail's pace that first half. We tried to inject a wee bit of pace and intensity into it, and I thought the lads did that the second half. He was that burst in after half time, just before the arm. I think you got four in a row, maybe even a goal opportunity as well. I don't know how it didn't go in at one stage, but you, you really put the foot down at that stage. Yeah, we did. Look, at, I suppose uh, the gaps were starting to open up again. We got strong runners, and I thought the, the bench made a good impact as well. And even when they hit back, I think they got three back then after that. You, you rallied and then Garage got one to, just to stem the flow. I think it was first in 10 minutes. But then that's, you know, that bit of edge, that bit of fight going into the championship is, is going to be so important. It is, especially going into Ulster Championship. And that was a typical Ulster derby there today. No quarter given. And that's what we expect when we come up against Fermanagh. So, yeah, we'd probably be pleasantly surprised that it was a six-point win there. But usually it's only a one or two-point win when we play each other. And as you touched on there, it's such a short turnaround as well. Bodies, you're going to have to wrap them up and get back. It's it's going to be tough now just to bandage every, everyone up. Yeah, but we have the luxury probably of having three weeks where some teams probably only have a week or two. So look, at it, as I said, we'll be damn glad of the, of the three weeks, to be honest with you. And getting a bit of silverware here in Crow Park, I'd imagine for the development of your side, it's a big statement. It is, but look, at, I suppose you look at the kids there and the stand today and it inspires them. And they're looking down, hopefully, that they want to be in Crow Park someday representing Cavan. And if we achieve that, that's a bigger success than the Silverware. Yeah, you could hear the little chance coming through there towards the end when the game was, you know, it looked like he had got the victory of it. It was a, it was nice scenes, no doubt, for Cavan supporters. It was. And, you know, younger, I know growing up, I didn't experience much success as, as a youngster watching Cavan. It was until 97 before we made the breakthrough. So for these youngsters to see Cavan winning in Crow Park, you'd be hoping that that's going to inspire lots of generations in, in the years ahead. You look at, yeah, it was more down to the yellow card. We felt at that stage, uh, early in the game, it was a long time to go with a lad, especially out in the middle of its field there where it's very robust and there was a lot of hits going in. So it was more precaution than anything else. Um, we felt last year we had a yellow card early in the game and we didn't, in the Talchon Cup final, and we didn't do anything about it. And we ended up paying the price playing with 14 men for the last 10 minutes. So probably lessons learned. Um, we were nearly at full tilt there tonight. Now we obviously, Ushin, Kieran to come back in and obviously Marty Riley and a few other lads to come back. So you'd be just hoping now that touch wood that we, we didn't pick up on any knocks there tonight. We learned a lot from last weekend. It's probably learned a bit more than from Anna learned. And, you know, if you don't take the learnings from the week before, then you have to take a good look at yourself. But uh, Porrick Faulkner done a great job there on him. And Porrick's a great footballer as well. But in fairness, Alton, you know, you have to keep your eye on him for the whole 70 minutes. And Porrick uh, did that. Look, disappointed. We felt that um, in the second half, especially when we got back to the point, we thought we'd kick on and um, it just didn't materialise. Um, we felt, look, we led to a lot of our their scores by our mistakes. At times, uh, 
missed passes and uh, taking contact. Calvin were aggressive and physical and that uh, that led to a lot of it, but our decision making were poor at that critical juncture of the game. We felt you know, we'd, we'd worked hard to get it back. Um, we felt the free count in the first half. We felt a couple of calls went against us. We, we were very disappointed in that. Um, the, the one with the uh, I felt it was a real obvious one with a kick out. Um, there was two players in it, and it was given for a free in. Uh, that's a massive call on a day like this, you know. When you know, uh, I'm not look. It wasn't illusion of the game, but it definitely ch- changes mindsets. You know, getting at half time, but um, but though we led to our own downfall. Um, Calvin are an excellent team, look as well. They've got excellent players and key positions, and uh, they stepped up for them today at key key times. Um, Approved today, it definitely did. But no, I don't think that was the reason. Uh, no doubt, they, Lynch is a big player for them as well. Uh, I felt like we handled McVitie well at large juncture periods of the game. Uh, but no, they have look, Calvin of size and of quality. You know, we just felt we we got our scores at key times last week and we got on top and then we held the ball well. That didn't happen today. We felt maybe when we got it back to that that one point game that uh, they just got to run on us from our mistakes. And then once the game got stretched, they've they've, they've good players. And you know, players who can kick and and go direct and those one v ones they're they're very aggressive. Yeah, look at Alton. Nah, it's a tough one for Alton. Now he comes in there and he's been built up, you know. And I suppose he's been excellent for us uh, all year. Um, and yeah, today look at he was well shackled, but it wasn't from a lack of effort uh, from Alton, you know. Um, we kept showing and working hard, but no, that that happens to a lot of players on, on days. You know, when he, probably the big focus from Calvin would have been on him too as well. Yeah, we felt you know again the positions were slippy and you couldn't really take contact in those uh, key zones, and we did that and we got turned over. And uh, no, Calvin's tackling was was aggressive and good, you know. So. Uh, we did feel at times building out we were stopped and, and re- we had to reset and we just didn't get a fluidity to our game due to that but uh, no that day that was that, that was massive for us you know we're very disappointed in, in that we prided ourselves all year and being able to hold the ball well under pressure and just that didn't happen at key times so sometimes the game is built up and you know, we did seem to be that forcing those balls you know with those two kicks on inside at that stage um uh, in the first half, you know, probably epitomised at times us forcing passes that weren't on. So, um, yeah, that de- definitely w- was disappointing for Aaron. Yeah. The second half, you kind of ebbed back and flowed. You know, you, you shared a point, then they hit a purple patch, then you hit back. But around the hour mark, it was still in the melting pot out there. Yeah, we felt that, you know, and we felt we were in good condition and we finished all games strong this year. And we thought, you know, we could kick on, but... We just uh, we just couldn't get get ahead and get that traction in the game, you know. Um, we just felt we weren't controlling the ball inside the, the forty five enough to to work them about to try to create the one v ones due to maybe taking contact just at times when we should have zipped it across and uh, had a kick in our play, maybe just to st- uh, stretch the play out. And we we didn't do that, but um, no, that led to, that was a massive uh, part of the game and our downfall. And it's probably frustration as well. You know, you probably felt you were you were right in it, but then the, the scoreline is probably a little bit flatter on them maybe a little bit well look at that happens I suppose you know, our last three players were going for goals maybe when you could have worked for points you're right and that is but uh, and yeah probably pulled away at the end which was disappointing um, for the players but um, no look at it it's just off in the way game you don't get your scores at key times then you're, you're forcing shots and forcing players then you're always caught on the counter attack and that's that's what happened evidently it's a little bit disappointment now but I suppose when you take a step back and, and look at it as a whole promotion achieved and now look forward to the championship with a bit of excitement yeah look at it is look we're, we're uh, just disappointed for our county. You know, we we work very hard. Um, 
we're, we're we're very focused on winning the trophy today, and it didn't happen. So uh, to be honest, I'm not really thinking beyond this. We're we're a very disappointed squad. Um, they're a great group of players. They've given us massive uh, joy to the Flamanda supporters all year in the way they fought back. Uh, we just won our hands on the trophy today. So, uh, but we'll have to reset. I was saying that to the players. That it's the beauty of it. Now you're back on the horse straight away and early because you're out in two weeks' time. So, um, but no, just uh, we're probably not looking further than uh, now at the minute. Gaelic football on off the ball with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more